You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respect to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. We're back. We're back. I feel like you need judge hands for that. 2024, baby. Baby. I'm ready. Are you ready to have a good break? Born ready. Amazing break. Didn't do anything. Just hung around at the house with the kids. Amazing. Good. Each day took it slow. What about you? Yeah, no, pretty much the same. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't. You liar. What did you do? You went away. I went to Sri Lanka. Oh, amazing. It was so good. Oh, my God. It's, something, it's on my bucket list. Um, place. Look, it wasn't on my bucket list. No. If I'm okay. being honest. Yeah. Well, just with small kids and everything, I'd much rather go to Fiji. <laughs> with a resort <laughs> that you can know. send them to kids club. But I must say it was fantastic and well, it was a great adventure. And seeing your photos and stuff. I hope you've got a, like one of those albums with all the photos printed out and we can go through them. Absolutely not. <laughs> Who do you think I? You know that me a bit better 19, than that. I do. Yeah. You're very. You have time for that. In their you life do not today. have time for that. Well, you know what you do have time for. I am so excited about this guest today. Oh, brilliant. I was going to say brilliant women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been a huge fan of Fiona Clucky's for a long time. Mm-hmm. And what I'm excited about is seeing, like, so we're doing the How Does She Do It? She has been a huge corporate player. Like, she's been had a staff of, like, hundreds, whatever. She's, she's like been head of marketing at Mimco, wasn't she? It's a yeah. big time, big wig job. Yeah, big wig job. And she yeah. literally re-engineered her life to be a working mum and, you know, no one's perfect. Everyone's um, sure. tries to get the balance. But always from what learning. I understand from her podcast, she's pretty close to perfect. No, the, probably the best representation of perfect work-life balance I've ever seen. Yeah, and she's really strict with her routines and I just know that everyone's going to get a lot out of this episode. Oh, so much. Because I, I certainly did and I was oh. writing notes. Did you go usual? home to Ed? I went home to Nathan and I was like, right, we're doing everything wrong. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> we, need to, we must change everything. And he was like, why do things be, need to be highlighted in pink? I'm like, you'll find out. You must listen. <laughs> but things need to be highlighted in pink. And we need to start Trello. Get Trello. Like, he was like, what are you yeah. talking about? I'm like, you'll get it. Yeah. No, it's I'm amazing. really excited about it. And I it think so I'm starting the year right and maybe deploying some of her strategies in or the all, way we turn up. Or, or, or all of them. Yeah. And we'll definitely have an impact on some mums. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into it. Okay. So today we're talking to an incredible woman, Fiona Kalaki of My Daily Business. Mm. Fiona is an award-winning author, speaker, accredited business coach and host of my personal favorite business podcast, My Daily Business. Just tipped over 850,000 downloads. So congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this podcast has been my little friend whenever I needed inspiration or to find out what the latest strategies are to remain best in class for my business so today we're going to peep into her very busy lifestyle and find out exactly how she successfully went back to work after having kids and Mm -hmm. her hacks for making the mum juggle as smooth as possible each week so welcome Fiona Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And it makes me so happy to hear someone listens to the podcast because, you know, you kind of 
forget that people are out there listening and learning. So it's exciting to be on your podcast. Yeah. And it's cool because often we speak to mums who are like thick in the parenting world. It's cool to speak to someone who is also a mum, but thick in the business world and like see it from that point of view. That's cool. Oh, I'm excited. We need to share all this stuff. And oh, for sure. It's a juggle. We need to all kind of share how we keep the balls in the air, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. And as I was saying before, I did some of your online coaching and one of the courses I downloaded was the podcast course, which then in turn, Cold Coffee Hot Mess was born. Oh, so, this is why we're here. Yeah, yeah. She's got a wealth of information on that website. So if anyone's starting their own business, and a lot of mums do, you know, they become mothers and they're like, oh, there's a gap in the market. There's this, but we need a new baby product. <laughs> like there's so many opportunities to start business. This is the thing. A lot of people are starting businesses, side hustles, because they want more flexibility. And then they're realizing, oh my gosh, this is a lot harder than I thought <laughs> it was going to be. Right. So yeah. this is where you come in to really help and guide people. So it's brilliant. Totally. That's my aim is to help people get more freedom back in their life. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it's all about. It's the freedom element. All right. Well, tell us a bit more about you and you know what you do in your work hours each week. Yeah. So I run my daily business. I'm in my eighth year of running that. Prior to that, I worked as head of marketing for Mimco, which is a large accessories brand. Um, mm. And then I previously worked at Amazon and Audible. So I am married. I've been married for 17 years. We got married and moved to London together and did some amazing adventures and everything else. And then we had kids about four or five years into the marriage. So I think that was really great for us to have that friendship first because kids my God, they change your life, don't they? Don't adjust. Yeah. So I have a son who's 11 and another son who's four and a half. Oh no, he's not 11 yet. Sorry, he's almost 11. <laughs> um, and then my work week. So when I was at Mimco, that was full on. I had about 19 people in the team. We had PR, marketing, and digital and creative. And wow, I that's a lot. It is. At the time, there was 108 stores, 660 staff in stores. And I just remember getting there one day and it was my son's birthday. And I thought, oh my God, he's only got a couple more birthdays before he starts school. I want to have my own yeah, business. Yeah. And so day one, that business was set up to make sure that I could pick him up from school, that I could drop him to school, that I could, you know, go to some, I don't say I go to all of the sports stuff, but I <laughs> pick and choose. <laughs> And so from the very start, I set it up to be like, okay, how much money do I need to earn? How many like workshops can I do? How much consulting can I do? And then how can I fit that into the time that I want to have available for my son? And then in that eight years, I've had another child uh, and I make sure that I have roughly have two days off a week and I time block. Time block has been the best thing that I've ever done for my business and my life because I can very clearly go, Monday is for marketing. This is when I do the podcast. I don't see clients. Tuesdays for group coaching work. Wednesdays a day off with my son. Thursday is one-on-one coaching. And then Friday is a day off with my son. So that has been game changing. Once I moved to time blocking and actually then set up the systems and automation. So if someone wants to do coaching, for example, they'll get a Calendly link that will only show them availability on a Thursday usually or some on a Tuesday so that there isn't that like, oh, maybe I can, you know, get somebody to look after my son for half a day so I can do this work. It was just always from the start. This is when you can work with me. Do you use a particular app for that, Nadine, take notes? Yes, I am taking notes. (laughs) We use Google Calendar for actual time blocking. The very basic thing that I'll get everyone who I work with to do is to literally go through a seven-day chart. We have a free one on our website and it has the time blocked from like 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. 
and I'll get them to firstly put in the stuff that's most important. So for me, it was spending time with my children. But other mm. people might have, you know, going to synagogue, going to church, going mm. to, you know, sporting groups, whatever, and then put your work around that. So that was like the very first simple step. Then we use Google Calendar and we use Calendly. And do you color block it? Yeah, I did when I first started, but now we just know how it works. I also have an assistant who helps with this. But yeah, when I show people the example of my ideal week, you can see there's so much pink and the pink is family time and also me time. So I go for a walk most mornings and that is all in pink. My lunch break is in pink. And then really, I don't really work past three o'clock because it's school pickup time. Actually, so great. Just putting yourself first. They say that you need to block out in your calendar nothing like you would any other event or meeting or something because you really need to have that time where you're just doing nothing some nights. But you never do it. You're always kind of moving things around. And I love the very first thing you do is put in the family time, which is the most important to you and everything else works around that. I love that. Yeah. And this is, I think, something that people don't talk about enough. When people are having young children, quite often it is the hardest part in your personal personal life because your parents are aging there's other Mm -hmm. things going on and so during my business the last eight years I've gone through a miscarriage I've gone through IVF to have my second child and I've lost both of my parents I lost them both in my 30s Mm. unexpectedly but I'm so thankful for time blocking because when I first set it out I made sure I had heaps of time with mum and dad and particularly after my mum died my dad moved to a nursing home I had a lot of time blocked out with my dad I took him to Mm. church on Sundays I went out for breakfast every Sunday with him and my son and so I just feel like I know it can sound really like productivity or hustle but it actually really helps you figure out what is most important and I have zero regrets um you know I spent enough time with my parents I love them of course I want them back but I think a lot of times people get into business and we're so focused on our kids and the business and we forget about the other people in our life like our parents yeah. and relatives yeah that's a great point actually um do you ever get tempted on a Wednesday or a Friday just to check in <laughs> um no and well sometimes but I usually actually more and more recently I've been trying to make sure that Wednesdays we do play dates and it's usually with another business owner a lot of my friends have business <laughs> have young children and so I've I've been like let's catch up so inevitably we talk about business a bit but I also try and make sure that we're out of the house because I think if we're in the house then I can I work from home so I can you know check my email and check everything um, but I think also having an assistant I have an assistant Erica who works with me um, and she rarely talks to me on a Wednesday like if it's absolutely urgent she'll send me a whatsapp but it's I mean I'm not a surgeon things aren't like yeah, we're not saving lives I think we need to remember that sometimes yeah yeah um, and I have to say, this has been a work in progress I started it from the start to try and have more time but um my son at the start only had one day off a week mm-hmm. and then to two days a week um, and also at the start, I was doing a lot of consulting and going into corporate offices in the city and that's a big commute. Uh, and then I slowly, you know, stopped doing that and do more one-on-one and online businesses. stuff. Yeah, great. Um, so what I'm hearing, you've got Wednesdays and Fridays with your child. Um, one of your kids go full-time school, so you probably have to do drop off some pickups for yeah. them. Are they going before and after school care or are you doing mm. nine to three? Or yeah. So they, um, my son is obsessed with basketball and plays in two different teams. And so there's five days a week wow. of training. Um, so <gasps> yeah, it's wow. Sunday mornings, Sunday mornings, Thursday, Monday, Friday and Saturday. Um, and so we have a lot of that stuff on. But my husband, I have to say, my husband works from home Thursday and Friday and he um, he picks the kids up on Thursday. I mean, it's like takes him 10 minutes to pick them up and then he comes back um, and keeps working. Uh, so Thursday is my late day. That's the day that I can work if I wanted to up till five or six. Um, on Tuesdays, my, my son at primary school goes to a friend's house and then my husband picks up both of them on the way home from work. 
So Tuesdays and Thursdays, I can work later. I want to put that in. Um, And I also have quite a supportive husband. I hate hate saying that because sometimes you say, oh, he's so supportive, but you're like, they're doing just what we do. Well, it's his kids too, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he, I go for walks in the morning, um, most mornings or three or four mornings a week. And he does the breakfast and gets the kids ready on those mornings. Um, that is a in the last couple of years sort of thing. And only because my husband surfs and skates every day. He skateboards and he surfs once a week. And I was noticing that he just does that. He doesn't like apologize for not being home. He's like, I'm going surfing every single Thursday, you know, every single Wednesday night. I'm doing this. I'm seeing my mum. And I was like, yep. we need to take that time. And so yeah. I just... I'm doing my walks in the, I'm not going to do them in the middle of the day. That's taking away from my work time and my own time to relax. I'm going to do them in the morning. So, and I think as soon as you understand that psyche, then you go, oh, so maybe it's okay for me just to do this and just not think about it and just do it because otherwise you're just the mum guilt just as a whole new thing. Yeah. When you realize that the husband just makes these decisions and does it, well, then it kind of empowers us to be like, okay, well, we'll make this decision. And also maybe the only person stopping me was me. Like, yeah. day, like, why don't you go and walk in the morning? I was like, I can't. I have two kids to get ready for school and do the breakfast. And she's like, but there's two of you. I'm like, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. I've actually had a client say, can you do a podcast episode, which I did on how do you get out in the mornings? And I'm like, I get out. And oh. also, I'm off duty. I'm, I'm going for my walk. And I also think as, you know, two boys, I want them to see my mum did things for her as well. Mm. And I also think from a, health perspective i'm a better person if i've gone for my walk and i've you know got my exercise in for the day totally yeah there's a real trend now in the parenting world in leading by example so it's not just telling our kids that we do this it's showing them that look mum worked mum mum kind of showed you and demonstrated how a successful working mother does it she took time to go to the gym she did walks in the morning she played with you you know that you had great kind of one-on-one time playtime but it's kind of demonstrating all this stuff that really inherently kind of makes them understand and kind of you know instills it within them that that's kind of a really healthy way to live your life so when they get into grow up and be in relationships like if their wives or husbands want to go and walk in the morning it's like that's normal like we're co-parenting over here yeah totally and it's great exercise wise to be like after our body um and also I do some pro bono and some paid work with um family domestic violence and one of the biggest things is that it starts young and children need to see you know if you have a heteronormative relationship they need to see that men are cooking and cleaning and getting the breakfast ready. they need 100%. to see that from the time they're three or four to understand that it's not a woman's job to do these things because that inequality starts so early oh my gosh scary isn't it okay so can we go can we talk a little bit now about going back to work after having kids what are some of the sort of, in your opinion, hacks and must-dos that can make that transition feel a bit easier after maybe perhaps a long maternity leave? Um, was there anything that maybe worked well for you that you could share? Yeah, so my first child, I had him in the UK and so I was working for Audible. So I had a really good maternity leave um, and I also knew that we were coming come back to Australia. So that was amazing that time and I think that maternity leave, um, I had an incredible group of women who I met with twice a week. I went walking with one of them every morning with our babies. And I feel like that 
mental downloading to other women who were going through it was really helpful because we all started going back to work and we could all chat in the group chat about things or my boss thinks this or should I do this it was the first child for all of us um, so I think that getting a good community together was really important for my mental health going back into a workplace um, then we moved back to Australia and I got a job but I couldn't get childcare, so it was just a nightmare trying to mm. Part out because there was a job waiting for me and I couldn't start until I could get into childcare and childcare is so hard in this country um, mm. to get into. But I think when I was in, one of the things that I do now in my business and I started doing at Mimco was to book my son's birthday out. So that guilt of like, I'm not coming to work on your birthday. I'm going to spend that full day with you. And I think lots of people don't do that. Um, and I think there's some small things that we can do when we go back in. But I also think um, making sure that you're there, like, you know, even if I, at Mimco, I worked incredibly hard and I feel like even though I'd come home, I'd put my son to sleep. That was my special time to put him to sleep. Mm. And then I'd get back on my computer and I hated that. That's why I quit. Um, mm. Started my own business and changed everything. But I feel like um, there wasn't necessarily hacks, but it was more like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm home. And I picked him up most days. Um, and I'm home and we do the bed and bath and I don't look at my phone again until or my computer again until he's asleep. Mm -hmm. So that's you. I was having that concentrated time with him as opposed to being half there. Yeah. Um, but I also think if you're in an employed role, not necessarily a business, if you're in an employed role, um, you know, a lot of companies have employment assistance programs that what it's called EAP. So a lot of them have a mental health provider that they can put you in touch with. A lot of them have um, other extras for people coming back from maternity leave that they don't talk about. I don't feel like they, because they have to pay for it. So a lot of companies, they like Country Road Group at the time, had an EAP. So if you had any kind of mental health struggle or you wanted to see a psychologist, I think you got 10 sessions paid for by the company. Wow. Um, they weren't, a lot of companies don't promote that because they have to pay for it. Of course. But they be promoting that stuff. So I'd be asking at your company, like, what do you have for me coming back? Why is it a great position for me to come back to? Um, how are you going to help me? How can you be flexible? Um, at Mimco, in my actual interview, I also said, you know, I want to leave at four o'clock every day so I can pick him up by 4.30, which is what I did. Um, and I had that factored into the contract as well. So I feel like those things can help. In terms of my own business, I had my second child whilst running my own business that was a lot more difficult um, because mm. I had a child starting school. My dad passed away very soon after my son was born, um, my second child. But with that, what I did was initially um, I set up my courses. That was the first thing so that I had a whole lot of money coming in whilst I wasn't doing one-on-one -on -one work. And then I also set up group coaching. So I sold that program like a month before I had him and it didn't start until three months after he was born. So I had three months completely off, but I knew that that money was coming in as soon as I started and it was only an hour every oh. so <laughs> between and then I took a full six months off before I did one-on-one -on -one coaching again but I tried to set myself up with okay this amount of money is going to come in from courses this amount is going to come in from group coaching um and then you know my husband had a couple of weeks off but he went back to work as well so we're very lucky we had double income in that household this might not be relevant, but was it, I think I'm pretty sure it was definitely your podcast, but you mentioned that as business owners, we get access to some sort of government rebate for mental health. Yeah, um, so Beyond Blue is currently running a six, so it's called Beyond Blue New Access Program. So if you have an ABN, it doesn't matter if you're trading, if you have, a, an, you know, have an Australian business number, you can get six free mental health coaching sessions from paid for by the government. It is a mental health oh. 
not a psychologist or psychiatrist, but it's a, a mental health coach that's specifically around business. Um, and I've had quite a few clients do it and they said it's amazing to just have that sounding board um, yeah. pay for it, which is, I think, really important when the cost of living is incredible at the mm. moment. Yeah, and anyone starting their own business, um, that first couple, that first year is a ride. So yeah, that would be really helpful. It's um, it's interesting that it's um, any ABN holder, whether it's active or or not, because I mean, I have one when I used to freelance, right? Um, so like, you know, it's just, so I don't feel like a lot of people maybe are in that position where they have one may not be using it, so to speak. But it's kind of great that that's available. Yeah, I mean, I'm not part of Beyond Blue, so they may have changed things. But yeah, like- right. You just had to put in your name, your ABN and and what you're struggling with really. And it was like, somebody will call you straight away. And I was like, it's pretty wow. cool. So yeah. cool. Yeah, so good. Oh, well, they were, they were great tips. I always remember when I went back to work for the first time, like the joy of having that coffee or like there are so many good things. Like I know there's a lot of mum girls, but like just even the confidence you get back in yourself and just having that coffee on your own and having adult interaction. Oh my God. It's like, it's like going to Disneyland. I remember like when my daughter was four months old, my mother-in-law came a day a week to, her, to take her and I went and worked at my auntie's travel agency. And I was just like walking through Avalon with my coffee yeah. and going, what is this life? Like I have missed you. Like it was my day yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work, but it was my day off. Oh, <laughs> Loved it. Like that. It's a hot it's coffee. Wave it for 50 times. Yeah. Yeah, I've had one since, but yeah, that was um. <laughs> <laughs> that is- um so at the Cold Coffee Hot Mess, we're all, always talking about the future self and how we can help her. So how we can plan to make her life easier. Do you have anything that you do for your future self? Yeah, I do. I would say exercise. So last year, I had um, like literally just got up off my chair one day and I was like oh my god my leg feels really strange and then I had to go and run a workshop and I couldn't stand in the workshop and I was like something is wrong with my leg and then I went to an emergency and they were like you need to ultrasound and make sure this isn't a blood clot and it was horrible and then I ended up going to emergency the next night and basically I'd had three herniated discs in my spine um and he said to when I and then I saw physios and neurosurgeons and a whole bunch of people getting MRIs and it was just horrendous I couldn't basically walk for eight weeks um, and the physio, he said, how old is your child? And I said, three, three and a half. And it, no, he just turned three. And he said, this is exactly what we see with mums constantly. He said, in that six months after you've had a baby, if you're not doing some sort of core Pilates or yoga or whatever, um, you're, you will you will stuff your back up. And he's like, 25% of people are carrying this around until it flares. So it may not flare for a few years, but once it does, then you have to manage that for the rest of your life. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, me. I 100% agree with that. I got sciatica, but yeah, from the exact same thing. So, and I still got it. I still, mm-hmm. still manage it, but yeah, it's purely from that. So, so um, I have a standing desk. I have a walking pad. I don't know if you can see that behind me. Um, <laughs> I go for walks all the time. I stretch like multiple times a day. I go to clinical Pilates and I feel like that is huge um, for future me. Um, I also feel like I often think with work, especially if some amazing opportunity comes up, but it will take me away from kids or it will be really stressful in terms of family, trying to get childcare and everything. Um, I often think, will this matter in five years? So like seeing my dad in the nursing home, that will matter in five years. I'll feel mm-hmm. sad if I haven't done that. Um, or if my son's going through something at school, I want to sit with him and talk about that and talk it through because that might matter in five years. Whereas if it's an opportunity and it's like, oh, that sounds really fun, but Will it matter in five years? Probably not, whether I say yes or no. So I feel like that, it sounds so cliche. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
I, I often think that because I think I don't know my son's through at that awful age not awful but that awkward age when you're about to become a teenager and you're yeah. in that um, and I had issues at school when I was that age and I think, oh, if my parents, I mean, there wasn't, I didn't say anything to them. It was a different generation, but mm-hmm. I feel like these are the things that if we can sort it out now, potentially, you know, he's, it's going to be a stronger person as, as a result. Well, Nadine has Max who's 10 as well. So you guys have that in common, that preteen. <laughs> the thing I've read is all about like this charge of testosterone. They're trying to figure out who they are and back in, you know, back in the day, they would have gone with men into the wilderness and they would have done some sort of, you know, um, right of pattern. Mm. Yeah, they don't. And so we've got to try and figure that out now with everything else going on around them. Yeah, yeah. It's a communication we set up now, which will, you know, lead us into success for the real teenage years for sure. Mm, that's what we've learned, hey? What we've learned. <laughs> Mine's still two and a half and just wants to, like, make out with me every day. So let's, uh, like, I'm just bottling just, that up. You <laughs> bottle that up. <laughs> This is terrifying <laughs> hearing about the preteen. Oh gosh. Um, okay, cool. So what about like in terms of, I know even getting down to just like sort of the functionality of the running of the week. So I know um, you were saying you get, you have your walk every morning and your husband does uh, the breakfast and getting dressed on the days that you're walking and you've got the pickups all sorted, but is there anything you do maybe the night before in terms of lunch boxes, like down to the nitty gritty sort of just, you know, your future self making sure she's really looked after. Yeah, um, <laughs> so dumb. I buy cheese slices. I always think because my husband's always like, Oh, can you not buy cheese slices because it's so much plastic? And, and I'm like, Yeah, but it makes my life easier in the morning. Yeah, it's really bad and probably really unsustainable. Um, good to the environment in other ways. Lee Campbell said last week, It's about the balance. I do, okay. Um, I think that, that, um, I'd actually want to find lunches. I mean, I have one child who's at school and one who's just going to start school when he's finishing school, so I feel like. Um, in a way I haven't had I was one of four so I get packing four lunches is different mm. that doesn't stress me out too much um, I try and do the washing I know that's very gender stereotype but I try and make sure that my son's school uniforms basketball uniforms everything on a Sunday I check that stuff so mm. that it's like no one is complaining during the week that they can't find anything and then I think the other thing is just trying to get sleep like I know that sounds so cliche and I used to hate it when I'd hear that because my sons have never slept well but I think one of the things I used to rally against the sleep and like, oh, he's up, he's up again. And now we just all play musical chairs. We actually went and got my eldest son a double bed this year, a queen bed, and we have a king size single for the other bed um, and then our normal bed because it's like we can all fit everywhere. Mm. So that's my big, I just think instead of trying to rally against, okay, he's got to figure out how to sleep in his own room, we all just get sleep wherever. Wherever you get it, wherever you can get it. I'm with you. Yep, that's true. I have a really good end of end of day ritual. So I feel like a lot of people have a really good morning ritual and all of that. Um, but aside from going for a walk, I don't have a huge ritual in the morning. But in the evening, what I do is I, because I work at home, um, I will turn my computers off completely. Like a lot of people just shut them down and or put them on sleep, which means you can just tap mm-hmm. them back on. I shut them down completely. Um, I have a chill sounds playlist on on Spotify and I listen to that quite often. Also, and people may not be able to see it because we're listening to a podcast, but those two chairs behind me are only for relaxing. I'm not allowed to do work in those chairs. So if I'm doing work, I sit in my work chair. Um, And so I usually sit there and there's a candle there that you can't see. Um, And I often light a candle and I spend about 10 minutes just sitting there. Before that, actually, I usually written down on my little whiteboard here, um, the three things that need to be done tomorrow. Um, And then once they're out of my head, then I can sit there and I just 
either listen to the chill sounds. I do um, a Headspace Headspace app, like meditation. They've got a lot of like three minute or 10 minute ones. Um, or I just sit there and just chill before I go out and collect my kids or go out if they're already home and go out and say hi to everyone. So I feel like that end of day ritual has been. You um, must be so organized to be able to <laughs> time block that timing. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to get the kids scrambling everywhere. That's awesome. So I feel like, um, so all my client calls, so the longest day is Thursday. So they finished by 4.45. Um, and my kid, my son goes to basketball practice around that time. So everyone's out until six. So between 4.45 and six, that time is mine usually. Okay. Um, I love yeah, the other thing I was going to say is with my work, I used to do consult calls all the time. And I think this is something that, especially if you work for yourself, um, you'll have people going, oh, can we just have a quick chat on this time or at this time? And so we use Calendly for any chats. Um, and I have a 20 minute slot at three o'clock on a Monday. And that's usually a consult call. And that is when I'm driving to get my son. So it doesn't impact any of my day. And also it's, there's a definite cutoff because the school bell has gone and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just out in front of my son's school. I've got to finish up now. So that, that has really helped because I'm not doing random calls at random days. Like I'm in control of the time. And if yeah. someone um, will often say, well, that's the only time she can do. So, you know, can we book you in in three weeks on a Monday? Um, so that has been really, really helpful with that organization. I like that I you need this app for yourself. We use it in our business for the sales team, but I've never thought to use it for just general admin and, and life and with the wider team. So that's a great one. Yeah. And I also feel like when you've got a business and say your friends don't have businesses, I think people sometimes think you're available all the time. And it's like, I would never call you in the middle of your work day because you're at work. And so you <laughs> business as the same sort of thing. Um, and so that's the same with like my parents when they used to call. I mean, I wouldn't send a calendar link to my parents, but I'd be like, yeah, I can't pick up when I'm at work. I'm at work. Um, and if it's urgent, send me a text. And it's mm. you know, never urgent necessarily. But yeah, I feel like um, if you don't put those things in place, someone else will just take up your time. I get them from my mother-in-law. She's a classic. I'll get a, I'll be at my desk and will be next to me and my phone and I go, hi, Margaret. She's, oh, hi. Oh, sorry. Are you at work? I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's a Tuesday at 12 o'clock. I'm at, I'm at work. Yeah. Just like last week and every other week. <laughs> like, I'm just a chat about nothing, but they do it, don't they? You, you've got oh, to have Margaret or Deborah. Oh, I know, I wonder, my mum or my mother-in-law, they love a chat. I tell you any time of the day. <laughs> no boundaries. All right. What about the weekends then? So what about the weekends? So my husband and I are very good at saying, what do you need this weekend? That's what we usually oh. say. So he will say, I'm going for a skate. That's his, he's obsessed with skating and he's in his forties and he loves it. Um, love and it so like, he will say, well, on Sunday, I want to go for a skate. You know, I want to, I don't know, tidy up the garden. I've got to go to Bunnings, blah, blah, blah. Then we have basketball, which is, both days, Saturday and Sunday. So our life will somewhat revolve around that. And we also take it in turns to have a sleep in. So it's either his sleep in on a Saturday or mine or his on a Sunday. So each of us gets a sleep in, which is basically you don't have to deal with the kids until like 10 a.m. And then um, the other person will, will, I don't know, I'll take them out shopping or I'll take them to the park or whatever. Um, and then we'll figure out basically around those two things so if I say to him well this weekend I want to go and see my friend for coffee or I want to do this we have that discussion on a Friday 
And I know that sounds like we're like robots or something, but it's a very basic chill discussion. No, it's awesome. I used to do that pre-school because it's very hard once they get into school. I tell all of you this all the time, all, all the, the time. commitments of Saturday yeah. sport. Um, and yeah, that's so important. So if you do have young kids to do that um, split share of the sleep in, oh, what a bliss. I just, I love the asking the question, what do you need this weekend? Mm-hmm. Like, that's so foreign to me. I mean, I don't ask it either. I'm, it's not that I just don't get it. I don't ask it either, but I'm going to. I mean, well, let's try. Let me know how you go. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan can let us know. Oh God, he'll have a heart attack. He'll think like someone's died. Like, why are you being so nice to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. We want to talk about, and please don't be shy in this area. Are there any products or services that you invest in to help make the juggle a bit easier and and help make the week a bit, you know, a bit smoother? Yes. We have a cleaner every second Mm -hmm. week. Yeah. And she is like a life coach, therapist, cleaner, spiritual advisor, all in one. She's amazing. Um, She, I forgot that I booked her when I had my second child and I just got home from hospital and then she turned up like a couple of days later and I was like, crying mess in my dressing gown that is like future self like the best future self ever best gift ever yeah so she is amazing and even like last time she came she always talks to me to me for like 15 20 minutes about how are you how's your life she's in her 60s and I just think she's just I sometimes like literally will say to my husband do you think she's like an angel which doesn't actually exist she just comes to our house and like she just seems to always know what we need and she's always just yeah, she's very spiritual. So I like love a fairy her. godmother. Yeah, she is. She's a fairy godmother. She's amazing. Um, the other things we invest in when I had my first, when I had my second child, the thing I forgot to mention is my book. I had my book deal and I needed to write that book within three months after he was born. So I did invest we did invest in a nanny for four hours mm-hmm. a week so that I had that concentrated four hours on a Thursday and she would come and look after the baby and I would have that time. And also my mother in law did help, but um, I think it's really good if you can afford it to invest in somebody else because there isn't a blurred line of anything and you don't feel guilty. You're like, I'm paying you for this time and I'm going to go and do the thing that I need to do. So um, that was really good. In terms of other things, um, I invested last week in getting my car cleaned professionally, which I felt really excited about um, because I go and wash the car myself quite often. Um, I feel like these are the small things. And then again, saying help, like if my mother-in-law's over, she'll often say, do you want me to fold the laundry? Do you want me to do some? And I used to always like, no, 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 don't touch it. I'm perfect. I can do everything. Um, and now I'll be like, yes, please. There's like two loads that need to go on. Um, she doesn't come after over very often. She stopped uh, coming. Not anymore. <laughs> now that you make her do things. She doesn't come over very often. <laughs> really, I'm trying to think of other things. Um, Oh, I did invest for a while. Actually, again, after I had my second child, I invested in new foods, like getting meals because I was just like, I'm not going to have time to cook and I don't want to be thinking about it and I want to be kind of healthy. So we did get meal deliveries and we've had meal delivery on and off numerous times. Online shopping, as in getting your groceries delivered. um, I've done that quite a few times. I feel like anything like that where you could be like, how can I cut the time? And also going Mm -hmm. to the supermarket with two kids, it's just a nightmare. Like Absolute nightmare. 20 minutes and then it's like them asking for this or that and you're like I'm just trying to get this stuff in and out and get home yeah those are all very worthwhile investments I can't think of I mean you've got me thinking about a nanny like things I could achieve yeah well I could like I wrote that whole book in three months with that four hours a week 
and she I was could be published yeah or you get like just stuff that you can get done you can be like author too live wow add that add that that'd be amazing yes that's fire all right now lastly what advice would you give a new mum coming back into the workforce or even just returning after a long summer and starting the year you know to get back in that psyche what advice would you give fiona um one i would say be kind to yourself because we're we usually the ones putting the most pressure on ourselves that this needs to get done by that or this needs to be here or i need to be at every single meeting um and i feel like often it's not actually somebody else putting that pressure it's ourselves so mm-hmm. i feel like that would be a big one um and i feel like unless you are a surgeon like remember that you know you you are replaceable to your family you are not <laughs> sorry you are completely replaceable at work yeah. <laughs> The other way around, you're irreplaceable to your family because I think that's another thing that, you know, I got caught up when I was at Mimco, you know, as head of marketing, it was a big title. It was a big company. It was a lot of money. I was getting paid more than I'd ever got paid before. And I think I put that as a priority as opposed to, I mean, my husband was working part-time. He was looking after our son, but I, I remember just looking back at that time and it's just a blur. It's a blur. And it wasn't just, um, you know, my kid, I was, eating a lot of takeaway I was drinking I was you know like all the things because I was putting that job first so I Mm. feel just put things in perspective if you if you're going to stuff up a few times at work that's fine but like if you stuff up multiple times over and over and over in your family that can have you know much longer greater effects which is not to put more pressure on women but just go to you know if you're going to work enjoy your work but remember that it's not everything in your life yeah Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. I think especially in the start of the year around if you've got a kid starting kindergarten or even just starting school, you know, the mums have really got to be kind to themselves and have the flexibility to do the proper drop-off and the proper pick-up at nine to three, even though that's a really short work day, but have that in place with your work um, to know that you can actually do that and there's no pressure because that stress around that time is just... It's huge at the start of the year. So and I don't know if it's the same everywhere in Australia, but I know here in Victoria, you um, most children have Wednesdays off and lots of people don't know that. So in the first year of prep, their child will have Wednesdays. Oh, like no idea. So, um, yeah, I, I found out the year prior, but I think if you were just starting and you didn't realise that you need every Wednesday off with your, or you need childcare on those Wednesdays, um, that can be a bit of a shock as well. Oh, good one. Yeah. Wow. So you don't have to worry about Nadine, which is good. <laughs> I'll take note though. <laughs> I, I should uh, forecast that one into the, <laughs> the old HR diary. Yeah, um, fantastic. Oh, well, thank you so much, Fiona. I have thoroughly enjoyed that chat and I've written so many little notes down as you can see here. It's funny how she writes notes instead of just listening back to her own podcast and like getting the gems in. She really wants to get them in the moment. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I, oh, I want to start them now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for having me and thanks for putting this out. I think so many women need to know from other women that, you know, you can do it, um, but just do it in a way that's kind and works for you and your family. Yeah. And also acknowledging that it's not easy. The transition back to work, even after summer holidays, or even if it's after a year of mat leave, it's difficult. It's a transition, which means that it should be slow and well thought out and feel comfortable, you know, and not hurt. Yeah. Basically. Yes. Completely. Completely. Yeah. Oh, last thing I should have said sorry is that when I've had a long break which I usually have over the summer um that week after my son goes to school I try not to put too much in my calendar because I actually almost need a holiday after the holiday yeah. <laughs> that sounds silly but like yeah you're getting back to school getting them all pumped up and then 
you know, don't plan too much in that first week. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good advice. Well, thank you again, Fiona. Where can everyone find you if they want to hear more from you? So you can find um, me on Instagram at mydailybusiness underscore. You can find everything, including the podcast at mydailybusiness.com. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Hashtag inspired, (sighs) right? Also, can we take a moment for her skin? Oh, yeah. She has beautiful skin. I don't even think I asked her what she used. Oh, maybe. I know. I had it written down and then I just was talking more about what she was – because what the tips were just so good. Yeah, no, she my was fantastic. Time blocking, watch out. Oh, my God. Everybody must time block. If you get nothing else from this chat, yeah, please time, time block. block. And I like the fact that she mentioned, um, you know, the – Health and lifestyle things need to be a certain colour. So if that's your priority for the year mm. and it's green, we'll make sure that your calendar shows up with lots of green. Yeah. And like, yeah, just colour coding work everything. everything else around that. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. she's pretty strict with her routine. I don't think I could be that strict if I'm on a day off. Mm, um, I know you can't be, but you, you must be. But then I guess she was mantra. like, oh, I catch up with my business friends on that yeah, day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she kind of cheats, but... But not really. I think yeah. she's quite strict. Yeah. What I took from it as well was that she was like, I said to my husband, I'm walking every morning. So you've you got to f- figure that out. You yeah. mean you skate every week and or every yeah. day and you surf every week. So that's your time. And he doesn't apologize for that. And I find no. most men don't. And and nor should they. No. But likewise, we do. We we apologize, right? Yeah. We, and we shouldn't. We like we're taking an hour every morning to walk and that's I need you to pick up the slack and deal yeah. with that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not yeah. apologizing. There's no sorry, but it's, this is what yeah, I'm yeah. doing. This is what I'm doing. Figure it out. Yeah, I'm we're equal parents. We yeah. both work. We got it. No, I, th- I hope everyone had a yeah as great of an experience as we did. We are like breathless, wordless. So inspired. Just like get to my diary. And I know. Start I'm like, you, I can see you like <laughs> wanting to find the diary and start time blocking. What she's gonna rob me out of her itinerary completely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, good luck with back to work. Good luck. We will catch you in the Facebook group. We've been dropping gems all over the break. I hope you've caught them. All right, see you then. See you later. Bye.